On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Matt Isold. He's a multi-line rep in the industry, and he talks about that in the industry and how to stay fit on the road. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a longtime friend, but a first-time guest here on the show. He's Matt Isold. He's owner of the Isold Marketing Group, a multi-line rep in our industry in the promo world. Matt, thanks for taking the time, man. Thanks a lot, Kirby. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to dive right in. Um, multi-line reps, it's interesting. It's a little bit of a different area in our industry that we don't talk about sometimes. And so I wanted to dig into a couple things with you. Um, as a multi-line rep, you have to wear a lot of hats, right? You, you have to be an expert in a bunch of lines and be passionate about all of them. How do you make sure you maintain that knowledge and stay on top of everything? It is such a balance, Kirby. And um, it's uh, at times it can be daunting. Yeah. Um, for me, it's about organization and preparation. Uh, it's so crucial. One thing that I started doing and I had seen reps do in the past was I've created a binder. So when I come in and see you, um, I have a binder that's going to have my line sheet on it. It's going to have my catalogs. And that gives me organization and flow to the meeting. So you know, from the presentation standpoint alone, that really helps because um, you know, being a distributor, well, I should have said, I was a distributor first. Okay. So I had seen all different types of reps come in and see me, <laughs> organized, unorganized, no shows, whatever it may be. Um, so I just, I, I just wanted to have that flow when I came in and, and saw you. Mm. So, so from that standpoint, that really helps. Um, I do have a storage space offsite where I kind of keep my catalogs organized, mm. um, a little bit of an assembly line for those binders. I keep my samples. And I just feel that that all kind of keeps me on track. Mm. Yeah, I could see where it's funny. I think the organized organized piece I definitely see from you, but I the thing that you kind of alluded to there I think is really important is that you have empathy for your audience, right? You've sat in their seat before, and so that's the reason that you present the way that you do. I think that's I hadn't thought of that, and I think that's interesting. I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because you know I want to make sure I cover the bases here and. Yeah. And I think to me, it's all about going out and seeing my customers. Mm. Um, you know, there's so many different ways you can do it. Email blasts, phone calls, trade shows. To me, the, the value is in that presentation, coming and seeing you at your office, mm. uh, but at the same time, respecting your time. You know, so that when I come in and see you, you know, again, okay, Matt was prepared. He's not going to take two hours of my time. Yeah. Uh, he's not learning this line for the first time. And, and I think that way we get good energy back and forth. Oh, totally. I, the joke I always make with my clients, and I think you'll appreciate this, is I don't want them to ever be like, oh, Kirby's coming. I want them to be like, oh, Kirby's coming. It's a totally different, and they're willing to take the meeting again. Right. It's yeah. kind of like a magic show, you know, and <laughs> what, what's Matt going to pull out of his bag today? And, you know, one other thing I would say, too, is just – I am not there to check a box. I'm, you know, and, and all of us multi-line, I, I think I speak for all of us. We're not there to fill out a call report. We're not there to check a box. We are there to help our customers make money. Mm. And, you know, that's where it begins. And then where it ends is trust. You know, eventually over time, I hope that you develop trust in me and you can share things with me that, that would remain confidential. And then ultimately you and I end up 
maybe at one of your customers together, right. making that end user call, closing the deal, and kind of walking out of there, high-fiving and bringing a great new idea to that client. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So my next question was, I was thinking about multi-line reps, and I think in our industry, the multi-line reps are very entrepreneurial. Um, it's just the, the nature of the business. And so you want to maximize the number of lines you have. Like, let's just put the elephant in the room, right? That's the revenue. That's how you guys make your money. But too many lines, let's face it, can make quality suffer. You can't maintain it all. So how do you manage that? How do you make choices about what lines you carry? That is the thing that keeps me awake at night. That, I have nightmares about it um, because there is such a fine line, Kirby. You get it. I can tell from the question, you understand it. Um, so too many lines and it's way too diluted. You can't, you know, you've got 45 minutes to an hour with a customer at the most. So you've got to be able to dig deep enough. Um, um, the other thing I would say with that though is, you know, I've got to have enough lines to keep gas in my car. <laughs> right. So, so again, it's that fine line. And, and that's where the last two years have been so interesting with private equity entering into our, into our uh, space because um, with that comes great opportunities. Mm. But it also, you know, as a company might buy another line, you worry about conflicts and things like that. So, so those are all things we're monitoring. So to answer your question, um, I, you know, what I look at is um, in the beginning, so it's about 14, 15 years in the industry now on this side of it. In the beginning, I would go to a trade show and, and I would go to the booths and I'd say, hey, wow, you have a great line. Do you have reps? You know, that was kind of how, how it started. Now, luckily, I've been fortunate enough to have some really good lines that word of mouth and referrals are what bring these things to me. Yeah. So, so that's kind of step one in it. And then from there, what I'll find is, you know, I can start asking those probing questions of that particular vendor. You know, hey, how much, how much sales are you doing in my territory? Right. You know, let's look at that. Or am I going to have to pioneer this line from scratch? And, you know, that's not a yes or no because it could be a super hot line and not doing a whole lot yet, which you know I've had the experience with here in, in recent years with some of my amazing lines. Um, but you know that's definitely a factor that plays in. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and the reality of it is, is then if a line decides, you talked about this, if there's a merger or if there's an acquisition, that could certainly change it. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I've only got so many lines and I'm covering them great, but if one of them leaves, it changes the mix for you. So again, it's one of those topics that I don't think we talk about a ton in our industry, but I wanted to uh, kind of address it with you. So I appreciate you taking it on. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, so final question. This is one of those that regardless of industry, I think we all kind of deal with. Your role, I know, has you on the road a lot. Right. I know you're also very into fitness. You're a runner, all that sort of thing. So what tips can you give the rest of us on maintaining a healthy lifestyle while you're on the road? Awesome. Awesome question. We could probably do a whole segment on this. <laughs> Not that I'm the world's most fittest guy, but no. So um, to me, okay, fitness has got to be kind of a lifestyle. It's got to be a way of life. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for failure if you're saying, I've got vacation coming up in 90 days and I need to lose weight to fit into that swimsuit. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so I find that when I set short-term goals like that, uh, you know, it's peaks and valleys. Right. So what I find with me is that when I exercise, I've got more energy as a result. Mm -hmm. I'm more positive. Yeah. I'm more organized. I wake up early. I sleep better at night. It's all those healthy things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, 
I don't care what industry you're in, you know, salespeople were on the road over a hundred nights a year. Right. Um, so you've got, you know, the end of the day or the beginning of your day, you got, let's, let's just say end of day, you got two paths you can go. You can finish up with your sales calls uh, and you could veer off to the bar or you could veer to the treadmill or to the trail or the gym. And I just know personally um, that it, I just feel so much better. Uh, I, and like I said, I sleep better um, when I get that, that fitness in. And, and I know you're a fitness guy. I mean, I love it when I see on Facebook that Kirby ran today. And you know what? That's a point. So that's what I love about social media. And I use it for that more than anything. Mm. If it's a Sunday and I've been a little bit lazy and maybe, you know, had too many pancakes and I see Kirby Hosman was out there and he got three miles in today. It, that's a poke and it, yeah, and it gets yeah. me excited and it makes me want to do it. So that's why I love sharing that with my fellow reps and, and yeah. fellow people in the industry. No, you do a great job of inspiring the rest of us. So, so that's, that's great stuff, man. So, Hey, you've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? Oh, okay. Um, so, so you put me on the spot here a little bit, but I think, uh, when I think of you, okay. you, you know, you, when I wake up in the morning, you're in my LinkedIn feed. You're in my <laughs> Facebook feed. Um, I think of you as consistently motivated mm. to to produce content. Yeah. And, I, you know, I try mm -hmm. and I might be good for an email blast every four to six weeks, but you are just so consistent. How, how do you do that? How, how do you keep that going? No, yeah, it's funny. I think you you just mentioned it with fitness, right? Is I actually compare content and that to fitness all the time because I think it's one of those things where you just alluded to it. A lot of people are doing, they come from a conference and they're like, you know what, I'm going to take social media to the next level. And then they go crazy and it's a little bit like when you start a workout plan and you're killing it for three days and then by the fourth day you're super sore and you say heck with it and give up. I think content's the same thing. I mean, I've made it a priority every morning. I fit it into my day. I made the choice um, a couple years ago where I was like, you know what? I actually believe this is the path. And when, when I made that commitment, I decided that if I really, really believe it, right? If, I, if, I, if I'm not just blowing sunshine, if I really believe it, then it's an incumbent upon me to do it every day. It's a little bit like saying, I believe that cold calls or sales calls add value, but I don't have time to do it. Right. That would be absurd to say, right? Like, yeah. So yeah. it's it's a question of, from my perspective, that. And then the other piece is I create a schedule. So I try to say, like, you know, Delivering Marketing Joy, this show airs every Wednesday. Come hell or high water, there is a show on Wednesday. And by creating that, not only does it help, I th hopefully help the audience know when it's going to be, it creates a deadline for me. I have to have something done because Wednesday, I have made a promise that it's coming out. Unscripted podcast comes out every Friday. By creating that schedule for myself, it creates a, an accountability. If for no one else, it creates it for me. And so then for me, what happens, and again, back to the fitness thing, you get on the scale, you've lost five pounds, you're like, oh man, I'm killing it. I want to keep going. Well, that's sort of created that loop for me. It's like you get those positive feedback, the phone call, the, the whatever, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to start blogging. I'm going you know, like to, and so that's where it kind of snowballed for me is that I created something that I was going to do for a consistent thing. It did well. I built upon it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's why I think consistency is a huge factor in success when it comes to social and content. So, but thank well, you, man. 
you're doing it. You're absolutely doing it. And I think the thing that registers with me is you got to believe in it, you know, and that, yeah. that's a, that's a great point. So thanks Kirby. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, Hey, thank you for taking the time. It's our first time, but it won't be our last time. All right. Awesome. That sounds great to me. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of delivering marketing joy. We'll see you next time.